Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of According to RP on WJMS Radio. It's your girl, Rita Pierre, your host. And as always, I hope you guys are striving, thriving, and surviving in these corona-infested streets. Now, we all know that 2020 started off in the trash can. I mean, we started off the year with the death of Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gianna, and Ever since then, it's been one giant after another falling, right? And so just the other day, we unfortunately received the news of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who was the Black Panther in the movie Black Panther. Now, I know some people are wondering, you know, why are everybody posting all these things, these videos? I mean, one, because he was a Black man in the community who was you know, spreading positivity, who was striving to really change the narrative of Black people. But two, I think as we are learning more about the last couple of years of Chadwick's life, I mean, there is an admiration for this man. So Chadwick passed away at the age of 43 to colon cancer. He's been battling colon cancer for the last four years, which means when he was um, uh, putting together the Black Panther, when he starred in the Black Panther, he was currently going through, um, I don't know if he was currently going through chemo, but he was currently fighting. He was fighting um, colon cancer at that time. And everything he's done afterwards, he was doing um, with colon cancer, right? And so I think that that's commendable. And that just really shows the power of Black people. It shows the power of of the will, right, at the end of the day, that even though he was battling a life-threatening disease, he was still showing up and showing out. So I think there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to take from the life of Chadwick Boseman. And I think that's why people, you know, are so saddened and that it's, it's hitting them so hard because... All throughout that time, he was fighting for his life. He was fighting, in a sense, for, you know, the Black people, right? The advancement of Black people. And it's really sad that in his last days, you know, I saw a lot of posts where people was, you know, they were talking about how a lot of people were making commentary and poking fun and making jokes at the fact that he had lost so much weight, not knowing what his true struggle was, which was colon cancer. So I just wanted to, you know, take the time to just acknowledge him, acknowledge his life, acknowledge his legacy, acknowledge what he means to us in the community. Um, I mean, it's sad that we do all these things when somebody has passed, but I think that this is an individual whose legacy will hopefully live on and that he will be an example to us in the community as a people of what strength, what endurance, what perseverance, what hard work um, looks like, right? 
So, you know, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. My prayer goes, you know, to his family members, to his kids, to his wife, um, who now have to live in a world without him. Um, so, I mean, that was a sad note. It's hard to move on from something like that. But, um, I mean, that's life, right? You know, one thing that is guaranteed is that we live to die. And so, although this is not the way that we would love to say goodbye to people, it's life. I really do hope that this also just inspires us as a community because we've had several talks on this show about how Black people don't want to get checked out. Um, and how they're not keeping up with their yearly checkups and yearly, you know, yearly, um, exams. I don't know at what point, uh, if it was a failure to follow up that, you know, led, um, Chadwick to get diagnosed with stage three cancer four years ago. But what I will say is that we need to do better for ourselves. Um, colon cancer is real. Like it's real for me. And I think like, that's why it kind of hit me a little hard because, you know, my grandmother passed away with colon cancer and it's something that runs in my family. And it's something that I am very paranoid about. I have to get my colonoscopy, uh, my colonoscopies done uh, periodically. And I'm somebody who suffers from a lot of colon issues, you know. And so, you know, I'm seeing more and more young people pass away due to colon cancer complications. And it's something that's very scary for me because I've done the genetic testing and it's something that is a likelihood for me as I get older. So I don't play games when it comes to that. And so I think that there needs to be a movement of some sort because I know that there's a time frame in which they suggest that people get, you know, their colonoscopies and they get their colon health checked. But I think that, you know, and that's like, at the age of 50. And I think that now they're pushing it down to 45, but that's still not early enough. I know people at the age of 35 who have been diagnosed with stage four who were healthy, you know, non-meat eaters. So we need to, there needs to be some sort of bill, some sort of lobby, I don't know, to get that, you know, that recommendation brought down. I would even say 30 once you get to the age of 30, and especially if you have family history of colon cancer, it should be even sooner. Um, so maybe that's something that we can work on as a community. I don't know. It's just an idea. But it's really scary to me when I'm hearing young people get diagnosed for the first time with an end stage disease, right? Colon cancer is something that can be treatable if you catch it early enough, right? But when you catch it at stage three, uh, stage three, stage four, um, it's a little problematic. So just guys, you know, we're watching our giants. We're watching people falling every single day from these diseases. Some of them curable, preventable. Let's, let's get our health checked. Like, I mean, there's so many things going on in this life. Um, and I know there are so many things that take our attention, but we have to you know, we have to put emphasis on our health. We have to care. We can't be in these streets protesting if we're sick at home. Like we can't really, how are we really supposed to take up the mantle and move, you know, this needle forward when it comes to the fight for justice and equality if we're unhealthy, right? If we are not at our optimal best. So let's do what we can to get ourselves um, in better shape, you know, health, it is not just about working out, but it's about the food that we're putting into our bodies as well, too. It's about our mental health. It's about our sanity. There's a lot that goes into the realm of health. So we just need to make sure that we are in total 
total health. Um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how much more I can talk about this, but it's something that I've myself have been really trying to, um, focus on. So not just my physical health, but my mental health, my spiritual health, all of that matters in order for me to be the best version of myself. It's really hard to move on from these topics. It's hard to move on to anything else because it's such a somber, just a somber note. But either way, keeping, you know, the, uh, the Chadwick Bozeman family in prayers. Speaking about keeping people in prayers, um, Jacob Blake, who was recently shot in the back seven times at the hands of, uh, Kenosha police. Um, and I believe Kenosha is, is it, is it Wisconsin? I think it's Wisconsin. Um, this is the black man. I know the video went viral. There's like 9 million views right now of the black man who was shot seven times in the back, broad daylight by police officers. This man was just breaking up a domestic dispute that was going on on the block. Two women were arguing. He went in to put an end to it. Police rolled up as, um, as Mr. Blake was getting into his car, his three sons were in the car and his three sons, I think, were three, five and I think maybe nine. Um, they shot him in the back as he was entering his car. He had no weapons. They had no real reason to believe that he was going to be a threat to them or to himself or to anyone. Um, thankfully, he did not die. However, these bullets ran through him. I think his entire uh, colon and intestinal system had to be removed. He had shots in his um, liver, his kidney. Uh, the shot sprang through his spinal cord. And at this moment, he is paralyzed from the waist down. Whether it's a permanent paralysis, I'm not sure as of yet. But this, I mean, again, this is what we're seeing in our community where these police officers in broad daylight feel that they can just spray bullets into somebody's back, right? Somebody who did not have a weapon on them. It's not like they saw a gun, saw a knife, and were like, man, we got to protect ourselves. That was not the case. And if you watch the video, you will see that that was not the case. So, I mean, these injustices are happening every single day, of course. And I know on my last show, I talked about the the momentum, right, being um, being less and less when it comes to this this fight for justice and fight for equality. And that the only time the momentum seems to pick back up is when somebody gets shot. And I don't know, you want to call me a soothsayer, call me a medium or whatever. But now we're seeing the. Uh, momentum rise back up. Why? Because we have another, um, you know, another situation on our hands where an unarmed black man, this time, thank God, his hashtag is not because he's dead, but it's just a hashtag to bring more awareness to the fact that we are getting killed in these streets every single day. And so um, I've seen, you know, a lot of positivity surrounding um, Jacob Blake in terms of, you know, donations coming in for his kids. I'll get into that with a big up of the week. But just, you know, as we're saying prayers for the Bozeman family, let's say prayers for the Blake family. Let's say prayers for all of the families that are losing their children due to gun violence in our inner cities. Um, you know, it's one thing to to be, you know, re to be reposting and stuff about Chadwick and about, you know, some of these other individuals. But we really need to be reposting um, the gun violence and the deaths that are happening within our community as well, too. We need to raise awareness in that realm as well, too.
So today is going to be a real, it's going to be a really good show. Um, this is actually, uh, an interview that I had done with a young woman on my Frida's World platform, um, a couple of months ago with respect to, um, understanding your why. And she was talking about being a nurse entrepreneur. I know the last couple of episodes have been kind of, um, I don't want to say a Debbie Downer, but, but we've been really focused on the social justice aspect. We've been, you know, talking about police brutality. We've been talking about a lot of heavy things. So this week I kind of wanted to just sprinkle in a little positivity, um, a little inspiration for those of us out here who are in need of inspiration. So we are definitely going to do that today. Um, and so I want you guys to keep it locked to listen to this interview. Um, and hopefully you guys will be inspired whether you're a nurse or not. Uh, but before we get into the meat of the show, I want to, uh, get into our preliminaries. So without further ado, it is now time for the urban dictionary word or phrase of the week. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? May I have the definition? Uh keeps keep me on fleek can you use it in a sentence i've been on fleek to lit and it's gonna be lit major key it's time for the urban dictionary word or phrase of the week so this week's urban dictionary word or phrase of the week is lost in the sauce so lost in the sauce is defined as being in over your head, confused, out of your comfort zone, but in a positive way. So I know many of us have maybe even used this term, we're lost in the sauce. And I always thought it was somewhat, I guess, negative, meaning that, you know, you're kind of all over the place, scatterbrained, not organized. But here they're saying that there is some sort of positivity to it. And I guess I can see that being out of your comfort zone is not always a negative thing. Sometimes it's actually a positive thing, right? Um, but being confused and in over your head doesn't seem very positive to me. So I don't really know when somebody says you're lost in the sauce, that doesn't scream positivity to me. That kind of screams negativity. It screams you need to do more work with yourself. It screams you're confused and you don't know what you're doing. I don't know if you guys agree with me, um, but that's how I feel. But lost in the sauce, I've definitely heard it. I might have even used it myself. But that is the word of the week. <laughs> so now getting into um, one of my favorite sections of this show, it is now time for the big up of the week. Watch it. You can big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. All of the girl, them big up, big up. All of the women, them big up, big up. So this week's big up of the week goes to the Utah Jazz guard Donovan Duncan. Um, sorry, Donovan Duncan, Donovan Mitchell. Um, he has, you know, decided to donate $45,000 to the education fund of Jacob Blake's children, his three children. And he decided that he was going to partner with Adidas. And so he pledged 45K and Adidas decided to match his 45K. So for a total of $90,000, um, they are going to be donating this amount of money to the education funds of uh, Jacob Blake's three children. 
I love seeing um, this type of, I guess, donation, this type type of volunteerism within our community, because Jacob Blake has a long road ahead of him. And so do his kids because they were present during the shooting. So imagine the trauma that these kids um, have faced and will be facing for the years to come. And so to see that the celebrities are using their power, using their platform, using their money to assist these families um, in such a you know traumatic time, I think is amazing. What I would like to say is this, I would like to see more of this type of um, assistance within our local communities by local entrepreneurs, um, local businessmen, when it comes to the families of our youth that are being gunned down each and every day within our communities. I would like to see a collective create more sustainable programs within our community to combat gun violence, to inspire our children um, to be more than just basketball players, rappers, and whatnot. I would like to see the same way, you know, people are pledging 45K, 90K, 100K to the children of these individuals who have been wronged by law enforcement. I would like to see, you know, collectively individuals who we know have the funds um, to be able to create programs in our community um, that are sustainable. And I use the word sustainable because we've seen people coming in and out our communities uh, creating programs and then a year or two later, we don't hear about them anymore. So I don't know. I'm just feeling that I'm seeing all these things happening and I'm like, why can't they happen within our communities? Why can't we get this type of pledge, right? This, this, this type of um, outpouring to come in within our communities to help save the kids that we currently do have and to help the families of those who have lost as well. Um, but big up to um, to Donovan Mitchell from the Utah Jazz, you know, big up to Adidas who decided to match his 45 to then have, you know, the collective of $90,000 for these three children um, who are going to need it. They're going to need it. So big up to you guys. So I guess staying along the same vein of the uh, Kenosha Police Department, the Womp Womp of this week goes to the chief of the Kenosha Police Department, Daniel Miskinis. He's the Womp Womp because he came out and made statements blaming the protesters for their own murder. So after the Jacob Blake uh, shooting, um, in Kenosha, Wisconsin, the people took to the streets as they always do. They took to the streets in protest over the shooting of Jacob Blake. Now, because of this, the city had put in place a um, stay at home order, a curfew order rather. So these protests, obviously, I guess, in his word, in his words, defied um, the current orders, current uh, curfew orders that were put in place. And so the shootings that took place at this uh, protest were by the hands of a what I would call a rogue vigilante, 17 year old Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, he was the militia sniper that took out several people at this protest. The chief of police now, in a way, I mean, I don't I don't even want to say in a way I would say has um, 
maybe condoned is not the right word, but defended Kyle Rittenhouse's actions by saying that the protesters were the ones to blame. Had they not been out, had they not been defying the curfew that was set in place, they would not have seen these murders take place. I think that's a, an egregious statement to make. I think it's the most whitest statement I've heard this, you know, at, at this point where a police chief who's supposed to be out to protect and serve will now, in a sense, make statements defending the rogue actions of a militiaman, a 17-year-old vigilante who was out here with his AK-40 whatever, you know, being a sniper in these streets and taking out um, citizens who were peacefully protesting an another shooting of an unarmed black person. I mean, this... When the chief of police comes out to make these statements, that's how you know that we are living in a society. We are living in a world where justice and equity do not exist. There should not be bias when it comes to these departments, but there are. And time and time again, we see examples of how this bias plays out. So... Daniel Miskinis is the one who gets our womp womp of the week this week. I mean, it was going to be de Blasio again. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I had de Blasio on the brain with his recent statements. Um, if you guys have not been following me on Instagram at According to RP, he recently was in the news again for saying that New York City streets and parks should be turned into outdoor classrooms amid the coronavirus. However, since he was the womp womp of the week last week, I had to kind of shift it because de Blasio can't be dominating uh, the airwaves so much. <laughs> so either way, we're going to be moving on to the meat of the show. But before I get on to that, we do have a word from our sponsors. My Secret Organics is a natural skincare company. They source their products straight from Africa and test their products with people like you and me for quality. Check out their website at www.mysecretorganics.com and join their mailing list for 10% off every time you shop. And just to remind you guys, these ingredients like the black soap, the shea butter, and the turmeric are sourced directly from Africa. They are directly sourced from the motherland and the products are then handcrafted with love made by the founder in atlanta georgia so again check out the website and get yourself some of these natural um naturally sourced products handcrafted made with love products from my secret organics I'm here with my very special guest, Jessica Sinclair. Jessica, say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> so thank you, Jessica, for taking the time to grace us here on the Frida's World podcast. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This podcast oh. is so needed for us women. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So this, for you know, for whatever reason, I have a lot of lawyers on this podcast. I say for whatever reason, because I don't know. I'm an attorney. So I tend to have a lot of attorneys <laughs> on this show. You know, we struggle together. Um, I've had some mental health experts on this show as well, too, because we do talk a lot about mental health and, you know, stress and anxiety and things like that. I have 
had a couple people from the medical world, a couple of nurses from, uh, you know, from the field have, have been on this show. So you will be my third, no, my fourth nurse. You will be my fourth Yay. nurse. Yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to make a bigger impact, you know, in, in the nursing field, trying to include more of you guys into the fold. So I just, you know, gave up the fact that you're a nurse. So I want you to talk a little bit about, um, you know, being a nurse. How long have you been a nurse? You know, why you decided to get into this profession, things like that. All right, cool. So, yes, I am a nurse. I have a bachelor's in nursing. I am a cardiac special procedure nurse, and I'll tell you a little bit about how I got into that, but my journey really started about three years ago when I had left the publicity and communication background. I have a bachelor's in that, and um, the recession happened in 2008, yes, and I come from a family, a strong West Indian family where they know a lot about lawyers and doctors, (laughs) you know, not necessarily entrepreneurship. And at that time I wanted to hang out with Diddy and JLo. I was not focused on uh, (laughs) blood draw. So I always tell folks that nursing found me because it was something that I was like, no dad, I'm not doing it. He's like, well, I need a nurse in the family. And I'm like, oh boy, you know, especially being the only American born, it's a lot of pressure to Mm -hmm. uh, achieve this dream. And so when they had me, it was like, okay, we, have that we have that American child we have our <laughs> so, but in the back of my mind I knew I could do it but I didn't know how because I struggled all through high school with math and science and they do go to but it really is a different type of math and science and so I love them I'm able to speak on this because you have so many people that have really great communication skills but they think nursing is so uh, mathematical. And, you know, yep. you have support team, you have your pharmacist. Of course, if there's a dosing issue, you may need to do pen and paper, but they give you formulas. So I think that um, if you knew that, a lot of people would be nurses. Yeah. Um, I basically took a lot of um, courses over the summer. So I started out, um, so let me backtrack. I started out as a unit secretary, and that's the woman that's, or, or guy that's at the desk answering the phones answering the call bell, stuff like that. And I was really great at it. It wasn't just answering the calls. I actually was going in the room. Mm-hmm. And the secretary's like, what are you doing? Like, you're not an RN or a PCR or whatever. And I said, I don't know. I just like to be around the around the people. So fast forward, doctors and nurses were motivating me. I'd only been in the role six months as a clerk. And they're like, dude, you have to go back. You always talk about entrepreneurship. Nursing will give you that flexibility. Uh, flexibility. So that's mm-hmm. another great thing about being a nurse. You do have the flexible hours, really depending on um, what floor you are on or, or, or what specialty. So med surge coming out, you're basically showing people what you can do. And also you're learning, you know, you have to learn about all different disease process. So I knew that I wasn't going to stay there for long just because how um, my brain is set up. I'm very um, goal getting, goal seeking. And I knew that people burn out here. So for the nurses that are listening, you know, don't ever feel that you have to be stuck or feel that you're less worthy because you're no longer a bedside nurse. That is a myth. That okay. is, that is brainwashing. It really is bullying. You know, let's be clear. It really could be looked as a senior nurse bullying you. Oh, where are you going? You just got here. Well, I know my worth, ma'am or sir, <laughs> my time. And that, that a lot of that has to do with 
who you are too and what your confidence look like. I'm very confident in anything that I do with touch this to gold because I put the work in, right? Yeah. There's no there's no hand me outs, but I, I I look at my my labs. You have to be involved as a nurse. You can't really take that for granted. But I realized it was more to me than beds uh, bedside nursing. I was doing oncology. I was doing med search. I was unhappy. I was exhausted. So when I talk about flexibility, yes, you do work the three hours. I'm sorry, the three days a week. With mm-hmm. three hour shifts, and I can't even wrap my head around the the mom nurses and the dad nurses that. Has a whole family. (laughs) So I knew that um, once I had got my associates, the day I walked across NASA Community College, it is one of the hardest nursing programs out there. You know, once you cross that stage, you feel like you can, you you can do anything and they, and, and, and they instill that in you. But I knew that I had this entrepreneurship spirit and I realized that once I wanted my weekends off, it was a problem because you have the families that want to go out with their families. I said, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. suffering. Um, so I, I had left the, uh, I left the bedside and one again, flexibility, not only with hours, but you don't have to be pigeonholed again to one department. So I kind of did the out, the outpatient setting to me, it really, mm-hmm. is, um, I don't want to say like end of career type of work. Um, nurses do not come and get me, but the most of the nurses, <laughs> you know, they, they didn't, they didn't look like me. They weren't young and vibrant. You know, it was more like paperwork. Mm-hmm. I'm always assessing. I always have a six month, a six month mark. Any career that you have, other cultures are doing it. We do not do it. Oh, but we put our, we paid our dues. You know, it's a, ment- uh, a mentality thing, especially for people of color. We are very loyal to a default. Everyone should be reassessing every six months. Yeah. And when you go to that interview and they say, oh, well, you know, you only been here six months. Yep. I was there six months and I did a lot of reassessment. You have to know the words to use. You have yeah. to understand where you're at to know where you're going. And so, yep, I'm not ashamed. Yep. Six months. The other girls were doing it. So yeah, true. You know, that's something that I had to teach myself to say, it's okay not to be here. You know, there's a hashtag, I'm not okay. You know, so um, nursing has allowed me to flourish as a business. And when I say that it has allowed me to um, fuel my business with, with, with the income that I was getting, but I didn't just put it in the bank. I realized I had more to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I'm in this cardiac specialty department Um and I interviewed my interviewee and she could not say no. And that's a skill. I tell people, don't feel intimidated. And that's what nursing does. They're like, oh, well, you didn't stay here for two years. Again, yeah. people want the young and vibrant nurse because we come with different types of point of view. But like I said before, when you're in this culture, it could be, it could feel that, um, like, you know, feel as if, excuse me, that you will be bullied. And so I just took a leap of faith. I'm excited to work with top cardiologists where I am. I, I, I sedate my patients. I wake them up. They see a lovely, bubbly face. They have yeah. the What I bring to this culture is something different because mm-hmm. senior nurses, you know, they don't leave. Cardiology is so special as far as the intricate of it. And I went under grueling um, training and you know, I'm not going to put out the location, but as far as a woman of color, we already know we have to work harder. A lot mm-hmm. of things 
try to put me through the loops and they know that and um, to try to get me out. And I passed my BLS, my basic life support with flying colors, not even, oh, you go girl. I got a hundred. Okay. That means mm. all the rhythms. And I, and I studied, you know, so again, nursing could give you the flexibility, you know, find a great tribe, find a great mentor, but don't, don't not apply to a job that says you have to have three years experience. Yeah. See you, you know, things will, things will work out for you. But, um, I do know nurses that I started out with and they're crying. They're like, Jessica, I should have left, you know, I'm drowning, you know, with COVID, I, I commend them, you know, I, you know, because I'm in a specialty and we're elective, um, we, you know, we had to get shut down because the mayor said so. And they're like, well, you have to float. And I said, I'm not okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. after for two days, I have asthma. I, I'm on the N95 mask was on my face. I did not feel comfortable. We have a license. Nurses, you have a license. No one can force you to do anything. Again, it's the stigma, right? You have these nurse leaders that tell you what you are supposed to be doing and you guys don't question. You know, mm-hmm. I question everything. And, I, and, and, and I'm always that black sheep anywhere I go because it's not that I'm trying to test authority, but you should have an inquisitive mind. Those yes. Different things, ladies who are tuning in. You know what I mean? Everyone else is doing it. So, you know, with that said, um, I wasn't on the front lines as my counterparts were, and I made sure I prayed for them. But I also looked around me and saw that my mood was different. My good girlfriend, Shantae Carter, who's an amazing nurse, philanthropist right here on Long Island. Her and I co-founded Nurses of Integrity, and it is to uplift and to bring back the compassion. You have nurses that are there for the wrong reason. reason. Some of you guys need to go. You really need to go because you're eating the young. You guys are suffocating us. If you are unhappy, upward and onward, you know. So this platform, I'm so excited about it. We we launched it in November of last year. Nurses, come on, come on, come on board. It's free. You know, we we post things <laughs> that have to be you know what I mean? And we're looking for the support for July 25th, Kate Pacho. Hello, unlimited cocktails. And we're going to celebrate the year of the nurse. COVID, out of all the negative, the good thing I can tell you right now on this platform is that people see us. Okay? Yeah. We were used, right? I agree. We were, you know, we were called the waitresses to the doctors. People do not know when I'm calling a doctor at five o'clock in the morning, it's not because I want to, it's because I have to. Our, our training is so different than doctors and no shade to the doctors. The nurses have died because of COVID. Yeah. Nurses have quit because of no support. No, no, like, I, and I love that you mentioned uh, mental health. Um, you know, we come home and we cry. I used to cry and COVID w- did not make it easy or uh, easy for us. You know, we were, we, we were told that we signed up for this. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that was, that was definitely, as you're saying that, I'm like, you know, I have a lot of nurse friends and family. My mom's a nurse. My aunties are nurses. You know, all my friends are nurses. Well, not all of them, but a lot of my friends. I go to a right. big Haitian church. Half of them are nurses. So, but that is... Yeah, that is something that I heard from numerous, you know, individuals that listen, this is what your job entails. Like you're a nurse and you signed up for this and therefore, you know, sorry, but what did you expect? Man up, right? Man up. The thing that, and I, and I guess 
you guys don't understand the core values that we have to practice on, you know, core nursing values. We took an oath, yes, to protect our patients, but not to go in there and die yeah. unprotected. So whoever wants to talk to me about that, give them my <laughs> email because there's a little, there is a lot of miseducation and I'm not an angry uh, nurse or anything. I just... I just knew that um, the times are changing. The tides are changing. Every day is different. You have to feel confident to go there with a smile on your face. It's not the patient's mm-hmm. fault, right? You can go into whose fault it is and, and point it. At the end of the day, people died. People died. And nurses showed up and showed out. And we, we, we're not looking to be called superhero heroes or whatever is being labeled. We just want what's fair. We need increase in pay. We need better, we need better ratios, um, for the nurses. It shouldn't be seven to eight patients to one girl. I can go on and on. (laughs) But I think it's important to talk about those things because I feel like, you know, although I've had different nurses on the show, they've talked about, you know, different things, you know, different specific areas. But I think that this is like the most general, um, episode I've had when it comes to nursing and I think that what you were saying with respect to, you know, bedside nursing and that, that, that feeling of being bullied into being, you know, a bedside nurse, an in-house nurse, quote unquote, um, I think that's real because I talked to my friends who are nurses and a lot of them became nurses because it was the Caribbean thing to do, you know, and oh, yeah. there's another, you know, another class of nurses who were like, you know, this seems like it would be a great, you know, uh, career starter. But then once they got into it, they're like, but where do I go? How can I get, how can I get into these different areas that, you know, other, you know, white women and non-black women have been dominating for years. Like you're in the cardiology. And I was like, how did you get in that? <laughs> you know, and it's like, I can't even fault when people say that. Cause I'm like, what you mean? You know, but I get it. They don't look like me there. Okay. It, 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 it's heavily predominantly with the Filipinos and, we can, and that's a whole different yes, conversation. Yes, the Filipinos dominate. Right. So when you see the Caribbean women and they know that that's a means to an end for them to establish something, I'm not knocking your hustle, but I'm what I'm saying to you guys is start questioning because they're not going to tell you. They're not mm-hmm. going to put you on. They don't be a leader. We can look at the statistics right now that um, African American nurses are leading because we're not we're single we're single out here. Okay, so we have to provide either for ourselves or for our children. So the other minorities, or or if you want to call them the majorities, they're not going back as on a faster rate. So why are we not getting yeah. the jobs? Stan, you just want us to have that NP but still be yeah. a bedside nurse, and I see out there that I, that, that, that I see they're not in my circle, but I see them on social and I'm just like, nobody supported her. Nobody uplifted her, you know, or him for that matter. But you have to wake up every day and you got to start asking questions. People, you cannot just wait around. And I think there is a gap in the age gap in nursing Mm -hmm. right now. You do also find that I'm considered a, a millennial. I think I'm on the cusp, but you know, persons under 35, we're like our triggers, you know, things trigger yeah. us differently. Okay. Like I said, the six month rule, where, where am I? We're quicker to say, this is not okay. And the, one of the reasons why 2020 was the year of the nurse, because when I graduated, I think in 2013, um, with the associates, this is the year where 
the the nursing organization said, hey, we're going to see a big shift where nurses are leaving the bedside. And that mm-hmm. is a fact. There is there is a shortage of nurses because of all of these things that I'm telling you about where they felt a lot of resistance. I felt a lot of resistance when I was asking about evidence-based practice. What? what? You do... You went to evidence-based. Evidence-based is when you see something that was already trialed where you can incorporate mm-hmm. it here, but they don't want that. It's a numbers game. So healthcare has now transitioned into numbers and dollars where before I even started, it was yeah. about people. So you have that umbrella. So, you know, I pride myself on wearing many hats. I know a lot of people can't do it. However, come and let me teach you. Come and let me teach you how to network, right? This is a platform that I created, Network Like You Mean It. It teaches you um, skills, soft skills that were not taught. I, you know, at one point I thought I was a career student. <laughs> and I'm like, all of these diplomas, right? All of these diplomas, but the little things that I need to succeed, they didn't yeah. teach me that. Created this curriculum, and it's for it's, it's it's for the eighth grader up into the the C level of executive because I'm able to change it based on my audience, and this is why I told Shantae, let's bring some dynamic minorities mm-hmm. to the table for the year. The we have some amazing women. Thank God for Facebook and um and Instagram. How are you using social media? Are you hashtagging cardiology nurse or whatever practice you yeah. want to go into? You know, go into their DM. Say hey. You know, could I pick your brain? You know, is there five minutes? There's a lot of damage you can do in five minutes. You have to learn how to carve out the time. I I teach you a system, right? You have to know how to carve out time because people's attention span is not what it used to be. You know, you have our our, our brothers being killed on the news every single, you know, so there's so many, how I would call there's so many distractors for you to keep on your your journey, you know, Um, but I, I hope that your listeners understand that no one can 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 do it for them. You have to do it for yourself and you have to always know your why. You asked me before, you know, why nursing? And I, I and I told it, it's in my book, my father, just like some of the Caribbean women, this is not something that we ordained yeah. to be, but work with it. You understand you work with it, but you gotta know when to yeah. go. And I and I really like the fact that you focus on this networking aspect because to be very honest, you know, again, I grew up in, you know, going to work with my mom as a kid in the hospitals. Like this this was my life. You know, people probably would have thought that I would have become a nurse or a doctor just because of my exposure. But the one thing I can say just from my observations through my family and my friends is this idea that nursing, you know, you go to the hospital or you go to the nursing home or you do your, the patient, you know, care, you go to their homes, you, you know, do what you need to do and then you go home and then that's it. This whole idea of networking and interacting and, you know, entrepreneurship within this field is not something that I've ever seen. It's not something that if you talk to a lot of my friends who are on the cusp of millennials, right now that they even will say that networking nursing, like, what are you talking about? What is like, that doesn't go hand in hand, you know, at least in their minds, it doesn't, they haven't been taught that traditional nursing doesn't, doesn't allow for that. So I like how you focus on that because, you know, we're living in a world, regardless of what your expertise, what your craft networking is the key. And with a lot of these young women who 
don't who never wanted to be bedside nurses but got into it anyways to understand that there are other opportunities out there within the nursing world is one amazing but two understanding that you have you know you can't you're not going to they're not going to offer it to you you have to go and get it now how do you go and get it how do i how do right. i the nurse nurse betty or whatever who's used to just patient yeah. how do i do that so i think that's amazing it's everything, you know, I, 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 I eat, sleep and drink networking is something that refreshes me because I love people. And I, I, you know, you have people who are introverts. We can talk mm-hmm. about that because like I said, tips will allow you to understand that it's not about you, hon. It is about the next person behind you or the, or the person next to you. So when I realized that I have to succeed in networking because it was bigger than me, girl, the conversation has changed the hunger. The, the, the drive, again, what is your why? You have to establish why you want to connect with someone. Once you know that, everything else kind of will fall into place. And again, nursing is so, com- it is so, you know, it's collaborative. Don't get me wrong, but it's so individual. Mm-hmm. So that's why those nurses are home, right? You don't really see nurses There's at no the happy bar hour. doing happy <laughs> The marketing people, I mean, in PR days, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was at every bar because it was, it, I, I just don't understand, you know, why nurses don't feel like they can be sociable. I get it. We It's very stressful, very stressful, but you have to find a balance and a blend. I realized that I couldn't do it all. How do I blend things? That's the word I want us to continue to use. Forget the word balance because to me, it's unrealistic. Okay. How do you blend? things, right? How do you carve out an hour for whatever? You're going to do your nursing notes. For some people, it took an hour. And then how do you get home and give it back to yourself? Mm-hmm. Think about that, guys. My nurses that are tuning in, what? I, where do you, first of all, where do you see yourself and how are you going to achieve it if you can't give yourself an hour a day? What's yeah. an hour? You give to people so much times Throughout the day, you deserve it. You deserve it. It could be a 10-minute Google search. But let me tell you about Nurses of Integrity. We are here for you guys. We, Shantae, so different. She is that Florence Nightingale of nursing. And so when we collaborated, she was like, you're such a boss. Like, you're such an entrepreneur. And I said, tell me why I should love nursing again. And I'm not going to lie. Your tribe means the tribe is so important. She goes, Jessica, do you tell me, did you see all the things why you told me why you're a nurse? This is why you're in the specialty. This is why you were destined to be a nurse because now you took it and now you created, now you're the voice. You know what I mean? So, so in a way, every experience that you go through or every experience on your journey will help you if you allow it. And this is what I talk about in my book, Network Like You Mean It, um, The Nurse's Journey to Entrepreneurship. It has 30 amazing nurses from all over the world. It's an anthology. Someone's story is going to resonate with you. I read books to inspire, uplift. That's what this book is about. It's now an Amazon bestseller. And, um, you can get that on Amazon. And I want to put this book out there if you don't no, mind. No, of course. I read that. I read that back in 2006, I believe. Yes. So what you're going to do is you're going to get this book and get my book. Because once you realize that I didn't have everything easy, I almost failed out of nursing school. Once you understood that I, I was sick as a dog the day I took my board, you will understand that 
nothing will shake you. This book, like you said that you read, I need you to read it again. Me too mm-hmm. included. You will understand why you can't take things personally when that nurse leader tells you to go have a seat with evidence-based practice to, to try to set you up. Girl, let me tell you something. People, I realize, were not raised like mm-hmm. you. You understand? You can't hold them accountable either. I think that uh, we allow people to get under our skin because we know we, we, we're not yeah. like that. People are people, you know what I mean? In any type of, um, any type of career path, but nursing, because you, because you're there so long, imagine 12 yeah. hours, a lot can happen in 12 hours, you know what I mean? And so, um, for me, for me, it was bleak for me. It wasn't something that I could say, Hey, and I, I have a beautiful smile. I know it. Right. I walk into a room. They're like, Hey girl, I walk into the hospital. I'm like, hi guys. <laughs> I can't, I'm not being me. So I think a lot of us need to yeah. be real. Yes, you want to secure the bag, but nursepreneurs, as I, I was speaking to you before, before we got on this call, it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. You nurse leaders, you guys are leaders in your own right. If you have more than five years, people call me a leader. I'm like, well, I'm only three years a nurse, but it really isn't about the time. It's what your quality is. You guys can be consultants, Right. You guys can um, be teachers. You have so many different things. Companies will hire you to teach wellness programs. Yeah. Um, I got a part of the book because a nurse leader, she's a, she is like the guru of nursepreneurs said, Hey girl, we're going to do, um, this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to collaborate, which is king, which mm-hmm. is key for us uh, of color, because now I'm in somebody else's circle. Me being on this show, you just want me to your audience. Then you're going to give me the product, right? Then it's collaborative. Why are we so hung up on dollars in our community? I can't fathom. I tell my students, the money will come later, but you got to show me what you're about first. Other companies do it. You know, um, you know, we, we complain about what this person did and what that, what you're going to do now, sis, to change the narrative. That's what I want to talk to you about. And when you know that you come, yeah. you come talk to me because I'm a realist. I keep it a hundred percent and my brand, and that's what the foundation is. It's compassion. When I'm an MC, I rock the weddings. I rock the, the red carpet. All you, all you, all you see is a woman that exudes passion. I bring it across the board. So what do you want to be remembered as? You know what I mean? For your legacy building and, it just, it's so much bigger than nursing if you allow yeah. it. Yeah. It really and is. it sounds so beautiful just to hear like the passion that you have, you know, in your voice, you know, I, the viewers, the listeners can't, <laughs> the listeners can't see you, but I'm watching you and you're just so passionate about, you know, what it is to be a nurse. And I'm telling you, I, in my entire yeah. life of just being around nurses, being in that space, I have never seen, you know, this type of enthusiasm from somebody who loves nursing because, you know, nursing has always been seen, you know, as like, okay, that's the fallback career. Oh, you can't do this. All right. You know, why don't you just be a nurse? You know, you'll be able to get a stable paycheck. You'll get paid well, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think like you were talking about before, there are a lot of people who go into nursing for the wrong reasons. They go in for the bag. Right. And so they're not, you know, the passion's not there. And then on top of that, they're not opening themselves out to even see like what else this, this field of nursing can be. It's not just, you know, bedside. Exactly. 
Right. And that bag ain't all that good too. So that's a whole myth. And this is why the 2020 year of the nurse is so big. I need you guys to write letters. The BSN nurse knows how to do that. That's what, that's why you go back to school. Right. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm an associate nurse. I'm good. Cause I kind of got mm-hmm. grandfathered in, but I realized what the BSN nurse has the power to do. That's another thing. We're not using our, our degree in the right and proper way. Yeah. We're the BSN nurse at the bedside, but now you have more power because you know what words to use yes. to write these letters. We need more pay. Um, you have the bag, but it's already, you already have so many things that you need to spend before you even get it. Don't get me wrong. It's, 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 it's better than, you know, like I said, where, where I was as a secretary, but it's not all, it ain't, it's not all that mm-hmm. in a bag of chips. Okay. Half the time you're so exhausted. You're not trying to go to DSW to put on a shoe <laughs> or you're swollen. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I was doing so many things right now. My knee, my right knee hurts. And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a speaker. I'm a, I do motivational talks. I got to, you know, look cute. So let's talk about our body mechanics. Is it really worth it girls and guys really, you know? So, um, you don't have to be again, a bedside nurse to have that RN. I know nurses, like I said, they're consultants, they're educators. They have their own certification schools, things of that nature. And maybe you can go back per diem. I know my journey, um, guys is different. Everyone else is different, but I'm a part-time nurse and I come home every day for the most part with a smile because I chose this. No, yes, I took a pay cut. There's not every day my phone calls for an event, but now my antennas are going because I'm talking about multiple streams Mm -hmm. of income now. I have a book, right? I have a bookmark. I have t-shirts. So you'll start to understand that there's a pyramid out there. You are in the center. It is on the dollar bill. That period is a powerful um, and I go back to the periods because I, I, I love, um, I love, I told you guys, I love to research. <laughs> there's a whole meaning behind that, you know, um, about, and that's why there's so many pyramid schemes. You want to be on the core of your own pyramid. Don't let anybody tell you what you, what you're supposed to be doing. You are better than that. And like for me, you know, coming in here because my, my, my father wanted it. Now he's like, girl, you got other checks coming in. You better go ahead. But I listen to him and I thank him. Yeah. Because if I, if I wasn't a nurse, I don't think I would be so successful as an entrepreneur because I have that passionate piece. I see, I saw people at their worst. So it's not Mm going to be a law. It's not going to be hard for me to get you at your best, if that makes sense, you know? So nursing will teach you a lot, but you have to know how to pivot. And I think this COVID-19 has shown us how to pivot with the virtual talks, opportunity with amazing platforms like yours. This is the time yeah. is now. The time is now. And I really hope that this inspires someone because I wish I I wish I had a talk like this yeah. to listen to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I definitely think that you've been I mean, listen, I I feel inspired and I'm not even planning on getting any type of nursing degree. But you know, you really spoke to me when you talked about how you struggled with math and science. I was always actually good in science for whatever reason. I, it boggles my mind. But I've always been good in science, but I was horrible. Barely can add and subtract, even to this day, right? So <laughs> getting, getting into the nursing field, I was just like, I'm not even gonna, uh, like, let me not waste my time. But I think that this right here is definitely a new light shed on the, you know, the, the field of nursing. You know, I think that people, 
will listen to this and they're just going to be like, wow, the opportunity, you know, the opportunity that exists, you can network and be a nurse at the same time. You can, and, and the fact that, you know, you talked about the multiple streams of income, because the one thing I am jealous about when it comes to all my nurse friends is their three day a week, you know, work. I understand it's 12 hours. I can't take away from that. But, you know, I'm always like, so you're off for the next 10 days, huh? Like, <laughs> so imagine. Give me my, it, can be sweet. it can be sweet if you can do that. But it's sometimes managers, you know, they be hating. They be split. That's what's happening to me. I'm like, I can't get a 10-day run. So you get that maybe every two mm-hmm. to three months, depending on, um, depending on the need of the floor and also the shortage. There's a lot of nurse nursing units that are working short and they will always be mm-hmm. working short because healthcare is now, is now about, excuse me, it's about yeah. dollars. It, and I know, think I, that's what's sad. Yeah. Why, why, why a lot of, why a lot of people might be reevaluating, you know, becoming a nurse and getting into the field because nursing is always, always like you mentioned earlier, seen as a people's industry, right? I got into it to help people not not right. necessarily to make it rain to make you know corporations billions of dollars exactly we are human I, I i need you even the people that are listening that are not nurses be nice to us we have a whole lot going on too and you know one of the things that i was getting annoyed at was that the families would take everything out on us well hey oh hey doc how you doing today oh my but you know what i mean like but you just told me that the doctor was a jerk but and that's the thing they, and it's predominantly women. So there you go again. The whole movement of women not sticking together. Doing in California, California nurses got increases, but the the New York nurses, we ain't got time for that. We want to go home. We're not riding up. So location, location, location. Um, and the timing just has to be right. And like I said, it didn't take me that that long to 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 get into cardiology. However. I put myself out there. You got to put yourself mm-hmm. out there. You got to research and stuff like that. You know, have the, have the, indeed. here's the thing too. It's always easier to find when you know you're not looking guys and gals, get your link, get your, um, your LinkedIn. That's a whole conversation and get your page yes. up to snuff as a nurse, but also indeed.com can notify you once a month, twice a month, get those alerts. Just, just, yeah. you know what I mean? Just, yeah. Pull yourself up, man. Like take initiative, I think, is really what I'm getting from this conversation. Yeah. Initiative. Right. And they taught us that, right? They teach you how to implement. They teach you how to critical think, but we forget about ourselves. And mm-hmm. to this day I have a headache. I'm I'll just go lay it off. We we don't medicate. We don't we don't we don't have the time because we're always giving to others. That's why I said earlier, can you carve out one hour for yourself? Yeah. And that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. When we think about how much time we waste on doing nothing, nothing. really, you know, tell, <laughs> tell the truth, doing nothing. An hour goes like the snap of your finger, truthfully. And so yeah. alarms are also great. That's a great tip. I, I give my, uh, my persons is always to set an alarm. So, you know, um, I have, a, I have this, you know, this, this countdown clock, you visually see the countdown clock and you're going to maximize that time. You know, um, it's very important. And also that clock will allow you to say, hey, family, you see this is going on? Don't come near me. They need visuals, you know, because children, they, you know, they're yeah. parents. But visuals definitely help. Get the signs up. Get some post-its up. Vision board changed my life. Um, I didn't know I would be an mm. artist. I put it, I put it in the five-year plan. 
it happened, it happened this year, right? So once you visualize things, I think the universe will give it to you. And also you got to be careful what you're asking for. Don't ask for something and not be ready and prepared. That's true too. Yeah. That's definitely the truth. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> So with respect to the book, I want you to tell us where can we get it? And this is not, and I mean, I, I had, you know, looked through the title and I was like, I cannot wait to read this because I'm all about understanding people and their journeys. So regardless of if you're a nurse or not, this book can definitely inspire you. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you said it. Absolutely. And it's quite a few people who are not nurses have purchased this book. It is on Amazon. So what you can do is two things. You can go on Amazon and look for the title. Um, which I had mentioned before, Network Like You Mean It, A Nurse's Journey to um, Entrepreneurship and passion, uh, and Purpose. Excuse me. If that's too long, just go on. It's jessicasinclair.com and you click it on my site and you'll, you'll go get the book that way as well. All right, good. I think my name is a little bit you know, shorter. It's jessicasinclair.com. I would love the support, but not only for the support, like I told you, it's bigger than me now. I, I mm-hmm. give you guys some tools in this book. I told you about the three strikes you're in, you know, and, you know, it's, it's all about how you synthesize information and take the good at, take the good out of every bad. It's cliche, but it's the truth. I have mm-hmm. a testimony that um, leadership can kick you down. You're going to get back, get back on that horse um, and, 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 and keep it, keep it, keep it moving, keep looking ahead. And that's the best thing I can tell you guys on this show, because people's job. And I don't know how biblical, you know, your, your viewers. I'm a, I'm a God fearing person. So, you know, I mean, you got to take me, (laughs) take me as I am. Exactly. And I always say that, you know, my pastor always says it's people's jobs to be a hater. So what you going to do, you're going to cry yourself a river or you're going to get back on that horse. And so that's what I did. And there's no looking back for me. I mean, and I I can see that and I can feel that. You're definitely a force to reckon with. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see you on some sort of billboard or magazine cover. Something great. Something great. (laughs) Definitely see that in your future. Once you put it out there, girl, I got to do it, you know. Listen, I'm going to hold you accountable. (laughs) Because, you know, when you're a giver, when you have these dialogues, it really does make me feel like I'm doing something right. Mm -hmm. I was told to go sit down and uh, you just got a key. Like I said, use me, people, please use me as a testimony, you know, to to get it, whatever that is. So how can we find you on social media? Perfect. Um, So every, all my handles are are the same and that's it's I-T-S Jessica Sinclair. And that is on Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and Instagram. I love a good Instagram. It's such a great way to connect as well. Yeah, I love me some Instagram yeah. too. I love the memes. I love the visuals. <laughs> yeah, and you know, like I said, LinkedIn is such a different beast because it's structured differently. But um, hopefully, I get invited again, guys, and we can talk about. Oh, you think you definitely will. You definitely will. I mean, you've said a couple of things that I've made mental notes on that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna bring her back. And again, because I know so many nurses, you know, in different age groups, obviously, there's the millennial, there's the cusp, the cusp of the, I like that, the cusp of the millennial (laughs) nurses. (laughs) I have millennial nurses, you know, um, that I know too, like, you know, maybe a couple, you know, a couple years in, um, in their 20s still. And then there's some of the older nurses that are still saying, hey, is it too late for me to switch off into something else? Because that's another thing that, you know, um, 
you know, I, I see a lot nurses who've been in the game for so long, but have always wanted to branch out, but have been have been made to feel like, listen, you've been doing this for 15 years. So where do you think you're going? You see how we both said it at the same time, guys? Mm-hmm. I wish you guys can see this. <laughs> where are you going? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where are you going? And I'm like, huh? I have a plan. <laughs> it doesn't look like your plan. I still have one. And so, exactly. you know, um, like I said, the bullying definitely happens. Or they, they don't even call it bullying. They call it eat your young. And mm-hmm. Bring, bring bring the crew to Nurses of Integrity. That's also yes. on Instagram and Facebook. Be a part of this community. We would love to have them on the 25th of July. And I'll be sure if you don't mind, I will send you the flyer and you can put it, you know, send it to them. Yes. Um, link, the, the event, yeah, tickets are going. So um, it's our year, guys. Show up and, and come meet someone. And that's another thing too. You'll be so surprised who... Where you're trying to exit, someone's trying to come in, and then you can mm-hmm. put positions. I that like this is a girl. She, you know. So um, we have to network more strategically. Yeah, and that's what like you mean it's about. So let's get it. Let's do it the right and proper way because nobody taught us, and I'm here to teach you guys. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was such a great conversation. I mean, so full of passion, one, but also just full of a lot of gems. Like I said, I'm not a nurse, but I'm inspired to go reevaluate my life right now like legit and and there and you know what it's easy softwares out there you're not templates i i google everything right yeah. and i also before i go i want to tell people too it's it's okay not to know what you're going to do in five years yeah have more smart goals if you will so smart goals are, are goals that are more attainable because they're smaller you know have a goal every month I think society a lot. We're so overwhelmed. Um, have a month-to-month goal, hun. Uh, have a year goal. But I think that once we try to bite off that head of five years, mm-hmm. we mentally psyched ourselves out. Yeah, I to say that. So even for you, you know, you know, the next few months, hey, a plan is so great because it makes you accountable. Like we said, you love post-its. I love post-its. <laughs> I can show everyone my poster board. I got it for like $5.99 at Staples. Mm-hmm. And every morning I look at it like, all right, the journey. And it helps you remember why you started. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so guys, you know, just figure out what you want and understand there's a tribe that loves you mm-hmm. out there. And you just got to find it. Mm-hmm. So um, again, I thank you so much for having me. I hope it helps someone because I, like I said, I wish I had, you know, we had this stuff back back when, but it's here now. Fifty year old nurse, sixty year old nurse. I had nurses in my in my class because of the recession, and, and they made it through. Mm-hmm. So, so don't look at someone's journey and be a hater. Say, you know what? I can take something good from it and move on. And I think that's what makes me this unstoppable person because um, I really move with love. And I think once you do that, it'll come to you. It'll come. Yeah. To you. It definitely will. Definitely will. So thank you so much, Jessica, for coming onto this platform and really just sharing your, your energy, sharing your, your expertise and then offering and lending your expertise, you know, for those individuals who are nurse professionals who are wanting to figure out what is the next step? How can I be a nursepreneur? Um, I think that this is definitely, I think this episode is definitely going to help them out. And I thank you for sharing your contact info so that they can reach out to you as well. 
Thank you so much. Support this platform, guys. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And also, before I go, if you do want one-on-one, that is also um, a vehicle on my website. I don't mind, you know, us doing one-on-one coaching together because sometimes a coach can definitely pull things out. I won't say sometime. 99%, I had a coach. And she said, you're more than a bedside nurse. So your community will see things in you. Mm-hmm. And you're pay for it. You got to pay. Like, it's just like, you know, going, getting something brand and getting something knocked off. You got to, yeah. you have to invest in ourselves. And I'm going exactly. to leave that there, but you have to. Exactly. Investing in yourself. That's definitely key. I think we don't do enough of that. No. We expect things to be free. We expect things to be discounted. Yeah. And that, and that's how you get, you know, you end up cheap that way. You know, you don't end up reaching your full potential. Listen, if I can invest to be at the table, so can you. You understand? Yeah. So, because at the end of the day, they don't want you there. So what you got to do is show up with your dollars. Yeah. Right? So, yep. um, but yeah, I, I hope they all come. We, we have some great financial literacy experts coming. Is your money working for you? Mm-hmm. Think like that nurses they hold on to everything. We're oh so- yeah, under the under the mattress. <laughs> we gotta stop. We gotta stop. But uh, it was such a pleasure to be here and sharing the energy with you. And I wish you all the best. Thank uh, you. With this platform, it's pretty dope. Thank you so 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 much. I really appreciate it. My Secret Organics is a natural skincare company. They source their products straight from Africa and test their products with people like you and me for quality. Check out their website at www.mysecretorganics.com and join their mailing list for 10% off every time you shop. And just to remind... And with that being said, everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode. And with that being said, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye! You were listening to According to RP on WJMS Radio. About time you tuned in. Tune in each and every Sunday. Can't wait to come back. 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's all online.